This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Thursday, it is the 17th of August 2023, and today it's the Listener Review Takeover. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Bow, bow. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. All right, bow, bow. All right, calm down. How are you? I'm all right. That could, be, that could be like a hashtag, couldn't it? People could hashtag that. They could what? do bow, bow. How, how do you how spell do you, that? Bow, wow. B-A-B-O-W. Bow, bow. Hashtag bah, bah. Bah, bah. No, that's right. Yeah, you're spot on there. Well done. Honestly, I'm good at this stuff, you know. Hashtag I am a professional. B A Bow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, in case people were wondering, because I know we do get emails about this, do we plan and prepare this show? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was so good I even forgot. I laughed so loud myself. <laughs> That I forgot to play oh. the laughter effect, yes. Um, no, 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 this is not planned. But I will say uh, that makes it brilliant because you don't know what's going to happen and neither do we. It's like a no. voyage of discovery. It is. It's a cliffhanger every sentence. Who knows where it's going to end? We don't know. And will it ever end? That's the question. Uh, well, I we know it will end at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F stands Shh. for final show, I think, today. But uh, anyway, uh, it's nearly the holidays. I think that's why I'm getting so giddy. You are giddy, yes. Did you bring any toys in for the last day of term? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I used to be the kid in school where they'd play like a video that was Korean uh, and they'd play it with German subtitles just to get me out the door. It's like, uh, let's pick something that he will just leave. And I wouldn't, I'd be like, this is actually very interesting. I never knew anything about I, Korean I life. I totally believe that, actually. Yeah, I was Did terrible you not, for that. I had to go to something in, in my mainstream school was called the unit. Ah, I had yes. to go to the unit for my <laughs> special lessons. Same That's, here. That, that makes you feel really special being in the unit. It's uh, so funny, yes. right? Because I, I know everyone talks about language these days and the value and the importance of, of language and the right language to use. And it's so funny because it feels like yesterday when the words like special needs and special needs education and you know us being special in that school environment were so normal to us. We were always classed that way. And it's funny because in some mm. ways... Not everyone, but some of us, let's just say, might have benefited from it more than others. In the sense that, you know, physical education, phys ed, or whatever they call Mm. it around the world, um, essentially was something, uh, it was never getting on, I was never going to get on with it. It was never going to work for me. Football, soccer, tennis. uh, I mean, I remember playing tennis once, Mm. but they gave me, I'm not kidding you, a football-sized and I'm going to get my football reference right here. The one, the round one, right? So The round one, the proper not the, football. Not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The proper football. Thank you. Yeah. Thank um, you. Soccer ball. Mon, come on, the Manchester Reds. <laughs> is that right? I have no idea. I know nothing Probably. about football. But, you know, I, I, the ball is round, uh, shaped like the earth, unless you believe the earth is like a CD. Um, but for those that don't, uh, the, the earth is round, uh, the right answer. Uh, that, is the, that is the ball, the size of the ball they gave me. <laughs> and it was foam. It was like a foam ball. You're and saying that like this is something tennis. strange. For exactly tennis. Right. Hey, uh, RNC in Hereford, the Blind College. That's exactly right. And for cricket, the one with the uh, little tinker bells in it, you know, so you could follow the ball. And well, for that's football. fair enough. That actually yeah. made sense. No, but I think all that made sense. But the, the tennis ball being the size of a football, and I have to tell you, you had to have the, the, the racket, I believe they call it, oh. had to be reinforced to withstand <laughs> the knock. And my wrist was Fried always pads. broken. Now, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, <laughs> I think I know why I've got an essential tremor in my left hand. It's because I was forced to play tennis with a football. <sighs> Where there's blame, there's a claim. Um, hey, a cash in that. I, 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 is special not, not, not right anymore? Uh, well, well, <laughs> special, no. Showing my ignorance. Special needs is also a bit of a no-no. I don't think people like that anymore. And, you know, I can Unique kind of see needs. why, because they say it's, you, you, but, you know, it depends. And it also depends on the conversation, right? Do you know what I think is lost in all of this? Context. Hmm. 
the context in yes. language has been lost. There are lots of words that people will not like. And of course, there are words that we should never use, that we should yes. never talk. We should just get rid of them. I'm even a bit concerned around the whole reclaiming of certain words in the disability community. I think if a word is bad, it's bad, right? If, you've, if we've agreed, and I don't know who the, the ruling judge on this is, but if someone says, look, this word is really not right anymore. Like we were talking about that Rosie Jones documentary on Channel 4 here in the UK recently, Am yes. I an R word? And we haven't said the word here on the show. I don't think it's an appropriate word to use. I think most of us have stopped using that word, and rightly so. Uh, but no one should then, uh, there's a lot of talk about reclaiming that word. And I think, well, hang on, if it's a bad word and you use it, other people will start to use it again, don't you think? And that, I guess, was the argument about using that word in the context of that documentary, because it kind of almost brought the word back. It's yeah, difficult, I, isn't it? I just think it all comes down, that, that the overriding thing is context. It's the intent behind your use of the word. Um, if you're using a word specifically to insult or hurt someone, then obviously it's wrong, right? But even when we go past that, I think it's generational. I'm of a certain age where, you know, I, I, I grew up with these words being <laughs> when mm, in reference to me. Yes. Or even, you know, at school, you know, when you get called all different names. And I was I, called I the R word a lot. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yes. And, and, and more, right? Oh, yeah. And, not necessarily to do the actual disability you had, but it didn't matter. That's the point. But again, well, there's I, one context they didn't give you, and, and you know, it's, it's that thing of you know, no one said, "Oh, excuse me, I'm using that word in the context of you being." Yes, yes, this that's thing, right. right? Yeah. It's like no one said that because it was just a word that was used as as an offensive term. They but, would say it to anybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I slightly went offline there because it, the the point of generational is that you know when we were growing up, then certain words were used or terms were used which were acceptable because they were used in in general, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and now they're not. You know, um, there's a there's a a term that the uh, uh, that Americans use a lot, handicapped. Yeah, yeah, and and that's frowned upon. Frowned um, upon in Canada, frowned upon in the UK, uh, quite severely. Um, you know, yeah. push back now, look, on on that. And, and again, with that being said, I'm quite happy to use that word as I did just then because it's not a really terrible, terrible word. But it is every time I hear it on on some sort of US show, it always oh wow, it, it hits always, you, doesn't it? it yeah, kind of, it does. Oh, it hits you. That feel right. That feels strange. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, language evolves. I think we do have to though have a serious conversation in our community about the intent. Because I think what happens is people think, and they mean well by this, and it's often the mean well people who I think sometimes don't quite get it right. Because what they end up doing is they think, what they think in their head is, well, if we stop using the word, the problem goes away. And actually it doesn't. All you've done is taken the word away, but you haven't taken away the intent. So, okay, great, I'm no longer being called the R word, but it doesn't mean someone still doesn't think of me as incapable or useless. Yeah. And that's the problem. That is, that's the real issue. That's the bit we really have to challenge. So we can change the words day and night. And I had this great phrase once, the euphemism treadmill, which is a, an, it's a description of how words come and go. They come, they go, they change. And the question is, does the underlying action or the underlying intent ever change? And that's the question. And I think we're still in a place where... Disabled people, and I'm going to talk about blind people, I'm just going to talk about me because, you know, we all have different experiences. But for me, I still get people who cannot believe I went to school, cannot believe I have a job, cannot believe I function on a daily basis in, yep. any, meaningful, in any meaningful way, right? And that's, that's the important bit. Okay, they understand I function, but they don't understand that I can, can actually function in a meaningful way. Like I get enjoyment out of life. I mean, I, I, I talked exactly. about the cinema the other day, right? And I remember going to the cinema once a good while back now, maybe 10 years ago when I was last there. Maybe this is why. Um, and, the, and the guy behind the counter said, I, I, so why do you come to the cinema? What do you get out of it? And I said, well, it's just an experience. It's the experience like anything else. Why, why do you go to the cinema? I said, most people talk through the film anyway. What do they get out of it? Yeah. And then he said, uh, oh, and, and the thing was at that time, was some weird loophole doesn't exist anymore, so I can say this uh, because blind people would have you know shot me down for saying this at the time. Um, <laughs> that you could use your bus pass in Scotland, right? <laughs> for some reason, the bus pass I don't know why, but the bus pass I think it's because no one knew what it did. 
um, that you could show it to the cinema chain and they would let your friend in for free. So you could get oh, one right. yeah. extra. Now, you can get that now. There's a thing called the CEA card in the UK, which you can apply for. And you, I think it costs £5 and you, you buy it and that's it. It gives you that. you got to buy it. How dare they? <laughs> no, I'm well, disabled. You do save money though, right? Because you save half price because essentially the, in quotes, carer, and that's another debate, yes. um, always has to be. And it's funny because I used to go with my wife well, and girlfriend at the time. That. And we'd, we'd always say, who's going to be the carer today? Is it you or me? Am I caring for you? Are you caring for me? Who's taking who to their seat? Well, but, but, the guy behind, but the guy behind the counter said to me that day, he says, oh, I understand why you get half price. Can you guess what he said next? Because you don't see the screen? Because you just get the audio. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I kind of wanted to applaud him for it because I'm like, I, I can see the logic. <laughs> I, mean, oh, yeah. I can see where it's the brain's okay. going on that one. And yes, I'm not getting much out of the picture, but you know, it's kind of, I wish they did that with everything. Can Netflix do that? Can I get half price Netflix? Because I don't see the picture. I just get the sound. Correct. I want that across the board. In fact, I think this guy who's, who said that should be president of the we'll start a UK movement. or whatever. Everything should be half price. Everything should be half price. <laughs> Anything we can't use. And, and you know, it's funny because a lot of people are saying this now. You know, they're like, you know, I see a lot of people. There's even a thing on, online on social media just the other day. Having Gurma, who's a well-known disability advocate, and she's a blind woman, she was getting on a flight and she was told that she couldn't have her guide dog beside her. Um, the guide dog goes under the seat, right? That's often oh, yes. the case, right? The, the yes. guide dog stays out of the way under the seat. That's the natural position they, they, they default to. They're trained to do that. But the, they were convinced that the dog had to have, I assume, his own seat. <laughs> That's ridiculous, right? But yes. not only that, they wanted to charge her for that seat. And she's like, no, no, he doesn't need, doesn't need a seat. He can mm-hmm. go underneath. And yeah. the problem wasn't just that. The problem was that her carer was with her, and she said it was her carer. So I'm not just saying that. Having said that her carer was with her, yes. And she, it was basically a case of the dog can sit next to you, or the carer can, but not both. Mm. Kind of both. And you just think, come on, you know. And I have to say, air travel just seems to be an endless. I mean, I've been told I can't sit at the front of a plane. I've been told I can't sit at the back of a plane. I've been told I can't sit in the middle of a plane. Can't sit in the emergency <laughs> row, can't sit in the window, can't sit in the aisle. I can't, you know, it's like, where can I sit? And every, and I mean, I'm talking different experiences, different times. Every time I go on the flight, there's somewhere else I'm not allowed to sit. And the only place I think I'm not allowed to sit is the cockpit. I think that's agreed. Okay. We'll all yes. agree that. We can but sign off on that. Anywhere else is fine. Surely. Again, it's, it's and God just. God help you if there's more than two of you. Because that's another one. <laughs> if, there's, if there's more than two people who are blind on a plane, I, I don't know what they think is going to happen, but they Do just what? panic. I'm so sick of hearing, well, we've never experienced anything like this before. This is a unique situation. If yeah. me and my partner turn up, uh, well, we never had two blind people. One, maybe. Not two. It's incredible. No, because one always brings someone else to look after them. That's yeah, the, the exactly bottom line. exactly right. I, I, look, it, again, we're just talking about here the use of words, certain words, and, and, and context. But, the, but and these intent. are the realities of the intents and the, the, the feelings exactly. and the, the, I guess, attitudes the opinions. Are and still attitudes, out yes. And it's even more jarring when you experience, because you just think, ah, okay, so this is outliers, right? These are certain people maybe who, who, who had no experience of disability. But I've had the same kind of attitude from people in the medical profession. When I've been in hospital for anything, I've had some comments that I thought, well, that's really out of line. Comments about how, how do you manage to look after your children? And it goes beyond just a natural curios- curiosity of a disability, which I I understand, and sometimes we can choose to answer those or not. But I think sometimes it goes beyond that. It's it's more barbed. It's more, you know, I don't know, a a dis-something than than an actual question. And, you know, those attitudes are still there, and that's why... That's why those uh, intent and those words sometimes are used, I think. I mean, everyone's got a story. Every blind person will have a story, an equivalent story. It almost feels cliche when you say it. It's like, you know, saying, oh, you know, uh, people tell my dog the directions of travel, not me. And that almost becomes like one of those urban myth jokes. But it's not. It's It's not. That happens. Yeah. Happened to me. Happened to me with a friend with exactly that situation. And, you know, I had a friend who told me, a close friend of mine who said he was walking down the street with his two kids. He's got his cane. And this woman comes up to him and says, you shouldn't, not even hello or how are you doing or anything else, just a, 
you shouldn't have been allowed to breed. She didn't even know wow. if those okay. were his kids or not. That's, That's extreme. I suppose an achievement that she thought that they were her kids, or his kids. Um, but yeah, you shouldn't have been allowed to breed. And this is not uncommon. This is not uncommon. This is not like one off or oh well, that's just that woman at that time. No, this is this is a problem. I'm sure other people can come up with other ex- uh, their own experiences, right? But, the, but yeah. and, and I don't want to start a pile on, right? Because I know this can often start. And if you want to share your story, feel free. But I feel that my my point here is about the words we talk about. Well, let's get rid of this word. Let's not use that word. But does it change the intent? Does it change no to- the attitude? No taboo words in, you shouldn't be allowed to breed, right? Exactly. No taboo words there, but the intent is made clear. Exactly. Oh, wow. How did we get to that? I have no idea. <sighs> see, I told you, we've no plan on this thing. But <laughs> oh, we'll see. I'm having a great time. I uh, hope you are too. Now, shall we get to the tech? Because, you know, I know it's very unusual. Breaking I know, news. I know, Breaking I know. News. Right, stop that. Let's get to the tech. Because today on the show, we are blessed with not one, but two fabulous two. listener reviews. Aren't our audience the best? <laughs> well, when you say, let's get to the tech, I mean, it's not us. It is purely the listeners who remember this is a tech show. They're, they're the ones driving the, the bus on this. Uh, we don't drive anything. Um, but I am so pleased that we've got uh, these reviews. And we're going to be hearing from Lena a bit later on a fantastic app about uh, bird calls. Now, I have to say, it's not really a thing for me. I don't do this very often. Uh, it's never really... I mean, I, I appreciate birds. I know they exist for reasons beyond my oh, understanding. Well done, birds. Thank you. Yeah, well done. Well done. We appreciate um, you. Yeah. I mean, I've watched the David Attenborough documentary. I kind of get the gist. But the point is, for many people, a lot of people do love listening to bird calls, and they love identifying them, and they love learning about bird calls. So there's an app that can help you with that, and Lynette will tell us about it a bit later. But first, let's talk about glasses. Now, we had Celeste on this week, and I thought, what a perfect time for this to come up, because uh, we had Gordon Anthony get in touch with us. He's been using the Bose frames, as I am wearing right now, on my face, on my beautiful face. I'm wearing <laughs> Bose frames. And... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, but, carry on. But here's the thing. Uh, we're all a little bit concerned, because these frames, these, these particular frames are no more. Um, the Alto, I think, is the ones I've got, uh, and they are no more. Uh, mm. So, you know, there are other versions of them, but for me, they're a little bit tight in the face on my beautiful face. Beautiful so, face, indeed. yes. So, um, yeah, what happens next? What else is out there? And there are, are, of course, a couple of other options. Anchor Soundcore Frames was one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought it was an interesting time to discuss this because, of course, Celeste, yes, that's that's definitely an option here. But that is going to cost you quite a bit of money. I mean, over what six hundred dollars over the year it's going to cost you to essentially yes. have these on subscription if you're paying the fifty dollars a month and you've got that hundred dollars up front. So, what else is out there? Well, Gordon got in touch to share his thoughts on something he's just bought. Hello, Double Tappers. It's Gordon from Livingston in Scotland with a review of yet another pair of audio Bluetooth sunglasses. Um, you will know by now that Bose are no longer producing their frames, the ones that we love so much because of their great sound quality, but unfortunately the build quality did not match that, and my last pair gave up just a few weeks ago, just after the warranty expired. So looking for alternatives, I have a pair of Anchor Soundcore frames. Um, The build quality is very good, the sound quality is pretty good, not up to Bose, but still pretty good. However, the companion app, which you need to set the frames up, is awful from an accessibility point of view. You can just about manage it with voiceover if you persevere. But I had to get sighted help with mine because it really was very, very difficult to use. I'm also not too keen on a couple of aspects of the frames in terms of the play pause is a bit erratic because you have no control button. You just have to tap the side of the frames. And also you can't really turn them off and keep wearing them. I mean, you can, but they just automatically turn on uh, after a few minutes uh, if you're wearing them. The big thing about this, though, is that Anchor are no longer producing these frames. Uh, They tell me that they do have a supply in a warehouse in the USA, but they're not shipping overseas. So um, there are now no Anchor Soundcore frames available either. My final pair that I have is Oho Sunshine. They're very cheap, very cheerful, um, not as comfy to wear. Eight-hour battery life, though, which is their big selling point. The sound quality, though, is pretty awful. 
it's adequate enough for phone calls and if you're listening to spoken content, but I certainly wouldn't listen to music through them. The sound quality really is very, very tinny. So in the search for another alternative, um, I asked my uh, purchasing manager to get onto Amazon. That's my wife. Um, and she found a pair which she said looked exactly like the Bose Alto frames. They cost about £70, which I think is about 120 130 Canadian dollars. And I can't pronounce the name properly. I don't know how it's pronounced. It's spelt R-U-I-M-E-N. So that's Royman or Rimen, uh, whatever. The model number is AJ01. That's Alpha Juliet 01. And they are indeed almost exactly like the Bose Alto frames. Same feel to them and same fit. Uh, the sound quality is pretty good as well. I would say better than Anchor, certainly clearer uh, than, than Anchor. Um, I've used them for quite a few things. Phone calls, um, Ida, BMI's, not had a problem. I am recording this on the Rimmon frames, so judge for yourself how adequate the microphone is. Uh, I suspect it's perhaps not quite as good as the sound quality that I get listening to my phone and so on. There's no lag time uh, either when you're using with the phone, so really quite pleased with these. The big difference with the, between these and the Bose frames is that each of the legs, that's legs, Sean, each of the legs has its own um, power button and uh, power connector. So the power cable comes as a split cable and you have to connect magnetic fittings to each leg. You have to power each leg on individually. Once powered on, they both connect automatically. You can then use either button to play pause, skip forward, skip back, using the usual one, two or three fast clicks. If you press and hold the right button, it powers off the frames. If you press and hold the left button, it activates Siri, which I find quite useful. I uh, quite, quite like that. Um, as I say, I, I quite like these frames, the, the Roman frames. They uh, are at the moment my preferred frames for wearing. I find them comfortable. The sound quality is pretty good. My big concern is the build quality. They feel so much like the Bose frames that I'm fairly convinced someone just picked them up one day and they will just stop working. Uh, we shall see how long they last. They may last less time than a bowl of squishy cream. Anyway, that's enough for me, guys. Uh, thank you for the show. Always enjoy listening. Great fun. And I'll speak soon. Bye. <laughs> thank you, Gordon. Stephen, can you translate there? What was... yeah, well, I have to say, there's a bit of a bet going on with Gordon on that one. I said to him, could he get the word squishy? into that uh. demo oh, I, didn't, I didn't into the demo but he was going to try and get it into an email he was going to send in, in voice and um, and he's obviously decided to do it and here he did. so he well wins the bet. done you're the best excellent and by the way that is a squirty cream to the rest of you but squishy cream is what we call it oh of in course yes yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I always do it straight into my mouth, and uh, Sarah goes crazy. But oh, yeah, it's, it's disgusting doing that. No, that is absolutely, absolutely disgusting. Crazy. Onto it's, the plate. It does when it comes out all. of your nose. Um, uh, these, that mic sounded great to me. I thought it sounded I mean, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm really interested in these, Gordon. Thank you. And you know what? At the We spoke about this before. The, the, the Sankor and the Bose. The, the concept of them, I love the idea of audio sunglasses. I love the idea. I think they are so overpriced. It's amazing. And mm. you, the Sancors are built, the build quality on the Sancors are very nice. I've had no issues with them. They don't sound as good as the Bose. But I've had so many pairs of Bose which just stop working. I mean, they could be sat in the case. And I'll pick them up to use them and they're just totally dead. That isn't good enough. Um, I think actually this price point, is far more acceptable, far more reasonable. Not just because it's cheaper. I mean, I think this is the price you would expect to pay. A pair of earbuds and a normal pair of sunglasses could could easily hit seventy dollars or uh, seventy pounds and uh, one hundred and twenty Canadian. Yeah. So I, I think this. <laughs> I love you know you could get yourself wound up in knots over the I know, pounds well, and dollars. I keep trying. I keep trying. <laughs> but I think that's that's a real reasonable price. And if there's no lag, the microphone is great and they sound okay because I'm never expecting quality quality audio from these. Uh, even the Bose ones, no, they sounded they not. had a bit of body to them, but not not amazing. Nothing compared to ear earbuds, of course. It's but, for voiceover. That's it. Well, Jaws, yeah, yeah, even if you yeah, want to. Yeah. It works with the PC. I mean, the lag is always the thing. You know, I'm loving the open fit um, shocks, buds, whatever you want to call them. Well done. 
Um, they're good, but there's still that lag on the phone. And I must admit, I find that quite irritating. I thought it would be mm. improved with the new firmware update. It hasn't improved it massively. And I don't quite understand why these that will cost half the price are, you know, able to provide no lag or very little lag at all, whereas it's quite a noticeable lag on the open fits. So that's kind of concerning. Yeah, and it does get annoying. You think, ah, it's fine. It's a millisecond. But once you start swiping through a screen, mm. you do, oh, okay, this is starting to irritate me. Um, okay, well, um, I want to say, first off, thank you, Gordon, for sending in that demo. And it also brings about a segment this week called... What's Stephen bought this week? Yeah, take a guess. Thanks, Gordon. Yeah, I've bought them. <laughs> Thanks to you. Uh, yeah, I bought a pair of these because I couldn't resist. Uh, I'll tell you what did it. I tell you what done it, Gov. What done it, mate? It was the bridge. It's all about the bridge. What? What are you talking about? Bit between your nose, right? The measurement between your nose and your... I think this is right. Uh, 18 millimetres. What's is mm-hmm. that? Is that big? Uh, 1.8 centimetres. Yeah, okay, that's the bridge. Yeah, that's the bridge between... Basically between the... The, the bit... The bit where you, I'm terrible at description. Don't put me yes, on. Yes, I know what the thing that I'm rests on your nose. I'm a TV show nose. soon, and they keep asking yes. me to be good at description, and I'm like the thing between the nose with the thing. I don't know. Um, yes, but yeah, basically the bridge is about 18 millimeters, and that's a good measurement for me. If it's 14 millimeters, like the newer Bose uh, frames are, your it's pinching my nose, and and the whole frame is much thinner, which makes it harder to wear. Mm. But these are 18 millimeters, so um, got them. Uh, obviously ticked the uh, why? Why is it on Amazon? Right, they have a tick box for for the discount code. Oh, I know. Yeah, do, do I, people not? Do people reject <laughs> discount codes? Generally? Do you want some money off? Then tick this box. Yes, of course, I want money off. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so that, these sunglasses, <laughs> I am. Um, I'm going to try them out. I've got them here, and uh, I am traveling tomorrow. Actually, it says you get eight hours on them. I think it said eight or six. So six hours. It said on it. Six sounds right, but eight would be a surprise. Well, you've got two arms on there. Arms, Gordon, arms. Um, no. And they're both individually. I'm wondering, if could you, if one ran out, would it still power it? No, it can't mm, be, because speakers so. on both sides. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't work that way, I don't think. Yeah, no, but would it work with just one side running? The speaker. You wouldn't get stereo sound, but it's the same as just putting one ear pod in. You're joking. What, one speaker would not give you stereo sound. That is shocking news. And he's shocking news. news. No, no, he's shocking news done for that one. Uh, so thank you for that, Gordon. I will definitely be testing those out. That was a brilliant review. Thank you for that. And uh, let us know how you got on with them because, of course, your concerns around build quality, how long they last. I'm intrigued to see how long they do last. Um, but, yeah, we shall see. I'm definitely going to check, check them out myself tomorrow and I will let you know uh, how that goes. Uh, right, look, stick around because we're going to be talking about the Maryland Bird app. Also got some of your emails to get to as well. This is Double Tap. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air, and on Mastodon at Double Tap. Okay, let's go to an email from Camille, who's got in touch regarding ripping music. Stephen told us that he ripped his CD collection. I'm curious Mm. as to how he goes about listening to his collection. Mm. A long time ago, I did the same, and back then would listen using my desktop computer and a half-decent speaker. Once I was no longer using the computer without a screen reader, the music was left sitting unheard. A couple of months ago, I discovered I could use my Synology NAS, network-attached storage, as an audio server. Using a Synology app on my iPad, I can now listen to my music using the Sonos soundbar, which is available from the iPad. I had initially purchased the NAS to back up files on the desktop. Now I can use it as an audio and video file server. Have a nice day, Double Tappers. Camille. Thank you, Camille. Um... It's an interesting question because I've I've been basically ripping everything into Apple Music, which was formerly iTunes, and it's fine because I'm just importing every CD and I'm sorting it all out as it goes, and it's it's all very fine. But of course, the great thing with Apple Music is you can then integrate that into other things like Sonos. So I have the option to use the HomePods. I could just play from my phone, which is mostly what I do. Play from my phone and then AirPlay to my uh, speakers. I've got a. Bluetooth soundbar, Bose soundbar in the bedroom, so I can just Bluetooth to that and play there. Yeah, I do, right? Um, got a Sonos bar in the back room, so I can bounce to that via the Sonos app. Okay. It's got AirPlay 2 in it as well. Uh, what's in um, the West Wing? Uh, <laughs> a whole other thing. Um, but, yeah, um, that's the part. Sorry, of, I put that, you off. That's the part of the house I don't go into, because that's my wife's area. I don't go anywhere near it. 
But um, yeah, there's lots of that's the thing nowadays. I feel that there was a time when we would think about storage in the central location, and then we'd think about okay, so we need good speakers and we need a good hi-fi system and all that. But of course, it's all changed, and you know you can embed the, this this anything. I mean, even Amazon Echo, you know, you can play your Apple Music from that. So just for me, because I'm an Apple guy, that allows me to just have everything where I want it, and then I can just push that music. But of course, the great thing with having the the ripped CDs is I've got those files, so I could, if I wanted to, if Apple Music does anything to them, which hmm. has happened before. Uh, it's done that whole match thing that it does, which I hate. Yes, yes. So it's basically instead of uploading the file, the, the actual file that you've uploaded or, or created with you ripping the CD, it will match it online. The idea is then you can get to the music faster. Um, but that is fine on maybe modern albums, but not great on some of the compilations or even older albums that you have that you maybe like that particular version, but suddenly you find that it's a live album that you're yeah, listening yeah. to and you think, oh God, and that's the only thing that puts me off it. But well, that's the Mac solution, the Apple solution. What about us Windows users, Stephen care. Scott? Well, that's that's terrible. Um, a NAS, <laughs> a NAS is is a good solution, but I mean, it's it's a little bit pricey. Synology. Oh, I've always wanted to get one of those. I haven't quite. Oh, very expensive, though. I mean, the um, units themselves aren't expensive so much, but it's more it's the, the filling hard it with hard disks. Yeah. Yes. Right. Suddenly, you could be three grand, and you think, "Wow, really?" I I really like. The sound stream skill for uh, Lady A speakers. Mm. It's a great skill. It allows you, you need Dropbox as well, but it allows you to create a folder in Dropbox and any files you put in there, it can play. Um, I use it for uh, audiobooks and, and, and radio series and things like that. Mm. It's really good. The only thing is, I'm not sure about its file format. What does it support? Would it support FLAC, for example, Apple uh, lossless compression as well? Mm, I doubt it. It's probably MP3 and Wave. I could be absolutely wrong on that. I do not know. But I absolutely um, love that one. Check it out. Soundstream. I think, you know, I was one of those people who very much in the audiophile range, you know, I, I wanted the best speakers and everything had to sound the best. But I'll be honest, even these days, I don't know if my ears are just losing their sensitivity or what, but... <gasps> No. I can listen to a couple of, you know, stereo-paired Amazon Echoes. I've got two downstairs in the living room. And, you know, I had Sonos down there. I got rid of it just because this was fine. And it was really because I wanted to use the Amazon Echo features. That was more important to me. Absolutely. Music, I totally right? agree. I totally agree with you. As I've always said, I think everyone's um, everyone wanted that amazing hi-fi when I was a kid. Everyone wanted it. And that changed I I blame Bluetooth speakers. Everyone's quite happy with a mono Bluetooth speaker because mm-hmm. it's just convenient, and our sort of expectations went down. But I think they are starting to go up a bit. the The stereo pairing of Bluetooth speakers really has helped. Well, yeah, and also I think the standard of Bluetooth has improved, so the quality's improved on Bluetooth. I had an interview recently with um, with Mark Aflalo or, or Mark Aflalo on his other podcast Aflalo called Your Tech Report. By the way, great show, Your yes. Tech Report. You should download and listen to that. Uh, on podcast, but um, he was talking to Harmon Carden about this, and he was saying, you know, how do you balance the two? Because now you have essentially a lower a company like Harmon Carden, which produces very high quality gear. How do you match that with today's Bluetooth technology? And they were saying how that you know the Bluetooth technology has improved significantly, so the bandwidth for the audio to stream has opened up, meaning they can push higher quality audio files down there. It doesn't quite sound as bad as it might have done at the yeah. beginning. And of course, you don't get the dropouts as much as you're used to anymore. A lot of that technology. It's funny because I'm using an old, I've got a really old Amazon Echo downstairs, one of the original ones. And oh, when Someone you, stole mine. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, you never mentioned that 8,000 times. My but, first one. Stole. Yeah, but not, 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 the, yeah. not the big tin, not the can one, not the can, oh. but just the little dot, the little puck. Oh, right. That? Okay. Yeah, USB powered, which is still yes. very, very handy. Yes. Had the 3.5 mil jack, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? It was brilliant. Um, but it's not so great with Bluetooth, and you can tell the difference now. You know, you get much more range on a modern dot. True. Yeah, there's so many more protocols when it comes to mm. Bluetooth than there used to be. You know, forget Bluetooth 4, 5, 5.1, LE, whatever you want. There's different protocols, and there is a, a, a you know an audio protocol now for for bluetooth and it has it has had an impact so yeah it's I, true i, I kind of get guilty or feel guilty sometimes when I, when I talk about this because i know lots of you out there love all your high-end audio tech 
and you know we'll proudly talk about kef speakers and you know the latest in you know all the separate style you know devices that you can get and still get today mm-hmm. but honestly as much as i would love to invest in all that and have all the toys to play with and have you know network streamers and everything in the highest quality 24 kilohertz 96 whatever it is you know as, as much as i'd love all that i just i'm fine with the echo because you know i can just say play me some frank sinatra and it plays me some frank sinatra and it sounds great yeah no, absolutely. I totally agree. That convenience, there's a, there's a fine balancing act, though, between convenience and a, a, an acceptable audio quality. Yes, and I, yes. I think we have, we have sort of hit that. It's I fine. agree. Not in the Echo Studios, though. Sorry, guys. That didn't work for me. What? What? Didn't work for me at all. Didn't like them. Okay. Didn't like I, the I like quality. them. Uh, they they don't stand up well against the HomePods, I will admit. That's why they, no. the HomePods have kicked the studios out of my living room. But I still think they're good speakers. But in saying that, two echoes, I don't mean echo dots, although they're not bad, but two echoes together. Um, so the football style rather echo than mix. the tennis ball size. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, those are great. Although in saying that, even the two tennis ball size echoes, they're pretty decent as well. They're fine in a bedroom, something like yeah. that. A smaller room, they're absolutely fine stereo. Yeah. I just, I'm listening to radio. I'm listening to talk radio. I'm listening to podcast. I'm listening to... Oh uh, no. well, you're not down with the youth. I'm uh, I'm drum and basing it. Is that is that what it's doing? I, I, I was listening bass? to Dua Lipa the other day. Whatever Were that you? is, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've no I idea if it's a band, a singer, a song. I've no idea. I just know Dua Lipa <laughs> is the name of whatever the song I was listening to was. Very good. Well done. I, I take it totally, all back. I, I, I'm I, I could be on a hits radio station right now. <laughs> hits and I, parade. I, 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 you know, I used to present radio music shows right and i had no idea what i was talking about with these songs i had no idea half the people were mm. I, I remember there was a song by uh, you you sang it the other day actually but we're, we're, we're just chatting and you started singing it and it was in a matter uh, i like to sing this i don't know uh matter what i do all i think about uh, is yeah, you yeah. Yes. my boo wasn't it my boo something like that yes and i was convinced that, it, that Kelly Rowland was Kevin Rowland. I was absolutely convinced that that was the guy and Nelly was the woman. I knew nothing. Can I just say, I wasn't singing that to Stephen. That was purely... You say that. It's, no, my it's boo. It's okay, you can see it. <laughs> Let's all, move on. We're all adults here. It's fine, all right? It's fine. Uh, Greg in Pennsylvania has been in touch about the mini guide. Hello, Tappers. With all the talk around the Mini Guide, I think we really need an unbiased comparison of the Buzzclip, Mini Guide, and Sunu Band. Perhaps you know a mobility instructor who could provide this. Here in the US, the Buzzclip is less than half the price of the Mini Guide. Also, you recommended that someone with absolutely no technical experience and no touch typing skills should start with a smartphone. That may be far too challenging for many. Maybe a blind shell or other adaptive phone might be a better suggestion for those starting from scratch with little or no skills. Someone who does not know touch typing or braille and handed a smartphone is likely to be overwhelmed. Best way to get started, get evaluated by a qualified instructor of the visually impaired, don't you think? Regards, Greg in Pennsylvania. Uh, Yeah, good point, Greg. I I think it all depends on where you live and what resources are available. A lot of the um, trainers for visually impaired people, especially when it comes to orientation and mobility, I don't know if they're up on those skills. They should be, but, you know, they have a lot of other things to do. And, you know, independent living skills, navigation, orientation in the home, outside the home, I would say is more mm. important than the smartphone. So perhaps that's where you need to start. But, um, but yeah, I think base, that, there has to be that secondary level support and, and there maybe just isn't at the moment. Um, I, I, don't I don't know, know how I, I feel. I don't yeah, know how I, I, feel don't know if I agree entirely around, you know, smartphone's not a good place to start because I think you've got to start somewhere, right? And not having the use of a smartphone, not beginning to learn to use a smartphone, isn't the solution either. But in saying that, I mean, don't get me wrong, Blindshell, this Capsis phone we've been talking about this week. Yes. You know, these are yeah. these are better ways in, maybe. I, I think the Capsis might be a good phone. I mean, I'm really, I need to try it. I need to get hands-on. But that really intrigued me, that device. I just, you know what? I have a little bit of a problem with the idea that, that and I'm going to, nail down the disability here, that blind people have problem with gestures. And I, I'm also slightly cringy about the idea that if you're a senior, for example, then, you know, obviously you're going to be scared of the tech. I honestly don't think that's the case. Um, I'm not saying that's what, what Greg is saying here, but also the the um, 
there is always a learning curve to to whatever it is. Anything can feel over overwhelming. It doesn't matter if you've got physical buttons or not. You still need to know what button does what. I remember teaching, you know, someone the the standard Nokia's back in the day, just with the two buttons, which the the menu items above them on the screen would change, right? Mm. And and still, it's you need to learn that. There's always that learning curve. So I, I am always a little bit wary of saying, well, a, a, a normal smartphone or an average smartphone is just too much. Um, I don't think it is, and I think that the the things like the Blind Shell Classic are absolutely a great option for, for certain people. And it may be that's all you want. Maybe you don't care about anything else. Absolutely, it's there for a reason. But I just, I'm just a little bit wary about saying smartphones could be overwhelming. See, I think just, you've got to, a lot of the problems here stem from the fact that we are often hearing from the companies themselves who make the products. And it's like someone said about the activator the other day. I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to hear about the activator. I want to learn about it, this new Braille display everyone's excited about. I don't really know if I'd need to hear the company sell it to me because it's a very expensive product. I'd love to hear someone who actually uses it. And actually, just by chance, I've got in touch with someone who's actually going to be coming on in the next week or two, well, the next couple of weeks, to talk about their experience. They've got one. And that is more interesting to me because I'm, I want to hear their view on this. And I think the problem is when you hear from the company, of course they're going to tell you that their product is the best thing ever since sliced bread. Of course they are, right? The Capsis guy is on the other day, right? I mean, of course, he's going to tell us it's wonderful because they try to shift units. Of course, that's how it works. It's how business works. But Absolutely. it has to be right. And I think the problem I have are these general statements about, well, you know, uh, most people who are blind or new to blindness will, will, will not be able to understand this or you'll be able to use it. And I don't, I just don't agree with that. I don't think it's true. I think if you don't teach it, they'll definitely never get to grips with it. Uh, now, there's no denying, and I always put this caveat in, there is no denying that there are some people with certain disabilities or even just old age, you know, unable to use a smartphone. And that's why these other devices should exist. And it's why they do exist. But yeah. I don't think that's the majority of people. And also, it may not be the case of they're unable. They've just got no interest. Oh, look, I, I just need to access yeah, yeah, yeah. my text messages and, and make calls and, you know, whatever. And, and again, absolutely fine. Whatever floats your boat, absolutely. It all starts that way, though. That's the, this is the bit I've, I've found. My experience has been, especially in my previous life, in my previous job, you know, people would often start off by saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just want to, you know, send a text. I just want to do email. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. And as soon as they learn, especially on an iPhone or an Android phone, didn't matter which one, as soon as they learn the gestures and how to do it, and then they realize that every app kind of used the same approach, they would start mm -hmm. to realize they could do more with it. And then suddenly it was, oh, I can get my bank on here. I can get, uh, you know, I can FaceTime someone or, or send a video message through Skype or whatever, WhatsApp. Suddenly they became more connected. And a lot of people realized this when it came to, I mean, look, the pandemic was a great example of why this kind of technology needs to be taught. Because in a situation like that, there were people who, I remember uh, we, would, we talked to someone on the show who said she had been contacted by a lady. I think this was in Ireland. She had been contacted by a lady in Ireland who was almost at the point of feeling suicidal because she was completely, she was locked down like everyone else, but she had no way of communicating with other people. And she said, I only have my landline phone. So I have no other tech. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, that's a massively missed opportunity. If that woman had had the chance to learn how to use some of this tech, she would have been halfway there to at least gaining the understanding of, I need to get the Zoom app, and then I can connect with these groups and blah, 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 right? And that's where the missed opportunity is, I think. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, thankfully for that, and in that woman's case, there was you know, a great bunch of people who were on the end of the phone who helped her and, you know, really it made a huge difference to her life. That's the biggest thing for me. Sorry, I know we've got to move on, but quickly, you know, getting a, a professional to get, get, give yourself an assessment and recommendations, it's all fantastic. But I think far better if you've got, you know, the, the ability to talk to other people who actually use these things. Because some some professionals that I've spoken to have, uh, I'm thinking of eye hospitals when I've had mm. an appointment, I've lost vision. They, they do think there is only one option and that just isn't the case 
there. So that's just personal experience. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's been mine too. Uh, okay, let's move on because uh, lovely Lena has been in touch again. And today we are going to learn all about an app to help you identify bird calls. Hello, Double Tappers. This is Lena. I have an app that I really enjoy using that I'd like to share with you today. It's called Merlin Bird ID. It's put out by the Cornell University Ornithology Lab, and they have a long history of making birding accessible to blind people. The app is free. It's available for iOS and Android, and it's a pretty easy to use app. After we install it, we have to create an account, which all we need for that is our email. Cornell does send emails about new information in the app, but the subscribe button is easy to find and one click will unsubscribe us from the email. Then after we get our account, we have to give it some location permissions. We can use the app without doing that, but we'll get much more relevant information if we let it use our location. And I like to have it use the location where I am because I travel quite a bit and birds fascinate me, but I don't recognize a lot of them by their songs. After we get our map, then we can start using the app. There are maps for most places in the world. Those of you in England and Scotland will want to get the map that says Europe, Britain, and Ireland and associated islands. Those in Canada may want to get Eastern Canada or Western Canada or all of Canada. People in the US, Mexico and Colombia have similar decisions. The Atlantic Ocean just has one map for all the birds in the Atlantic Ocean. We can have as many maps as we want. We are limited only by the amount of storage on our phones. So. I have the San Diego map open right now. After we get our map, the screen we have will have a tab bar at the bottom with four tabs, which are from left to right, ID, Explore, Life Lift, and Settings. Now the third tab, I don't know anything about it except that we have to have a Cornell labs account and I haven't explored that at all. When we have ID selected, then we have several choices at the top of our screen. Sound ID is the one I use the most. When we tap on sound ID, it starts recording. And when we double tap again, it stops recording. After we stop recording, the app will tell us what it thinks the bird is and we can tap on the bird to hear the recordings of its song and match it to what we heard. Occasionally there will be several birds with similar sounds. The other choices we have are to take a picture. The picture doesn't have to be that good. I've tested that a few times too. And then step-by-step, step, which guides the user through several questions, maybe they couldn't capture a sound or a picture, but they can describe some things about the bird. So the app will guide them through that and then make suggestions. I sometimes like to tap on explore and just learn about some different birds. Or if I'm going somewhere new, I like to get the map for that region and learn something about the birds. In order to show you what happens when we choose a bird to learn about? I thought I'd choose the crow because we did talk about crows on the August 8th show. And if nothing else, this app will prove that Stephen doesn't sound like a crow. I think he's smarter than a crow too. So I have used the search feature to find the American crow. Selected, ID info, button, one of three. Now, our screen, is divided into thirds, essentially. The top third has the name of the bird, then swiping from left to right, ID info, sound, 
and Maps. The middle third, VoiceOver says Direct Touch Area. Android doesn't say anything. Usually there's a picture there. At the bottom of the screen, we have information about the bird. And all we have to do to have it read is put our finger on that section of the screen. I'm going to put my finger down right now. This is the common crow over much of the U.S. and Canada. Most easily identified by voice. A familiar call, often repeated. Common in any open habitats, including fields, open woodlands, marshes, and cities, thriving around humans. Very social, usually seen in flocks, sometimes numbering in the hundreds or even thousands. Aggressive, sometimes seen chasing away hawks and owls. Separated from ravens by smaller size, smaller bill, shorter tail, and shorter, broader wings. Compare with fish crow, which is extremely similar in appearance, and best separated by voice. Includes the species formerly known as Northwestern crow. Now I'm going to go back to the top left corner and find the sound button. Selected. ID and sounds. Button. Two of three. Selected. Sounds. Crows have a lot of different calls, and we can hear all the ones that have been recorded. I'm going to just choose one. Calls. 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 Recorded by Brian Sullivan. Location. Calif. Group. Rose 1 to 9 of 15. This one was recorded in California. Identified. And I hear this sound a lot when I am out walking. So I hope that you will try the app and have fun learning about the birds in your area or where you are visiting. Lena, thank you so much for that. Uh, those crows terrify me. Uh, I have to say that just... It's horror films, isn't it? I know. <laughs> I want that sound effect. We need that as a jingle. Just crows every time you speak, Stephen. That's yes. fantastic. I am working it... on it. I have to say, uh, <laughs> I won't tell you my, my searches last night. If, I, if anyone was to search my internet history, they would find the most bizarre search terms. And last night, trying to find bird sounds. You think it's easy. But I'm trying to find one that's, you know, that's suitable for the show, as in yes. it's a little bit different. I'm not looking for the obvious, ah. you see. Okay. That's and how, how many, my brain works. How many different birds are in the Atlantic? How many birds are in the Atlantic? I feel that's a question for ChatGPT. Well, I mean, it's got its own me. separate area. Sure, it's just ducks, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's water. Anyway, uh-huh. it's, this is really weird because I downloaded this two weeks ago. Did you? Um, Yes, because I saw a conversation about uh, this and how accessible it was. Ah. And I, I am not a, a country folk, but um, <laughs> there's a few times when I've took the dog out. And I thought, what is that bird? And it's I, a racket. I, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. But there's a, there's a few apps I did try, bird ID, whatever, and um, they're not particularly accessible. So um, I did hear that this was accessible. I did download it. I haven't used it yet, but that was a not. great demo. Yeah, it was. Uh, look, we're out of time. Uh, so much I wanted to say because uh, not only are we uh, going to be talking about ChatGPT, I just mentioned tomorrow on the show, at some big news actually around ChatGPT oh. I want to share with you. I've also just put on, in between uh, Lena's demo there, I've put on those new glasses that uh, Gordon bought. Yes. Oh, what? They're nice. Are they? Can I just say, from the light sensitivity point of view, they're way darker than the Bose frames. So this is already a win for me. And they're much lighter as well. Really nice. A bit wider. Oh, oh. I think my uh, I think I, I think I'm on a winner winner. Chicken Your dinner with this broad, one. Broad beautiful face. Lovely. My broad beautiful face. <laughs> My BBF. Uh, That's it for today. Don't hashtag that, please. Uh, We are uh, back tomorrow with lots more. Sean, thank you as always. Thank you. Ba-bow. Ba-bow. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.